Thank you so much to our sponsors, McMahon Law Firm, The Insiders, helping you get every dollar you deserve, 265-1100. And RC2 Realty Solutions, real estate investments. Robin Ring's got a brand new thing. Call 531-1722. Location, the waterfront. Name, Styles with a Y. Nuga's own Jeff Styles. Occupation, Rockyologist. That's a hard road to hoe. When you're a archaeologist, you're constantly finding yourself in the desert, on a mountaintop, in a jungle, digging through piles of debris, rock piles, as it were, looking for nuggets to bring to a, a rather unappreciative audience from time to time. I find myself today here at the waterline. It's a tough place where the bodies of unlucky shoremen and Sailors are stacked up like dead fish. Where dead fish are stacked up like cordwood, and there is no cordwood. They never have a fire. It's always cold. If you're here at the waterline, it's a rough place. You're between the devil and the deep blue sea, a rock and a hard place. You could say you're in dire straits.
Dire Straits, Down by the Waterline, from their brilliant debut album. You know, that's one of those great questions that music fans ask themselves. What was the best debut album of all time? And I would have to say that the first Dire Straits album certainly ranks in the top ten, if not the top five, if not the top three. There was not a bad song on that album. Everybody just remembers Sultans of Swing, but Mark Knopfler's guitar work is... Well, that's way on down the line. That's after MTV stepped in money for nothing. I want my MTV. Which I... Can you even play that on the radio anymore? There's a couple of words in there that are totally politically incorrect these days. But Knopfler's guitar work was just truly stupendous. And as a quartet, they... Put out a lot of sound. I, I love that debut album. Down by the Waterline, Rockyology with Nuga's own Jeff Styles, digging into deeper cuts, demos, alternative takes, the rarities, B-sides from classic rock albums, that would be one, and the occasional tapping into the richest veins of new music as well. Demos. 1974, Rolling Stones are gathering together to record It's Only Rock and Roll. I know it's only rock and roll, but I like it, and they did too. But they took, they took a break at some point during the recording session, and they were just messing around, and they said, how about that new song that Dobie Gray's got out, Drift Away? Want to take a shot at it? And they did. Day after day, I'm more confused. You to look for the light in the pouring rain. No, it's a game I hate to lose Feeling the pain Taking a strike So give it a beat, boy, free my soul I wanna get lost in a rock and roll and drift away
I wanna get lost in the rock and roll and drift away. Like a queen in days of old She's 
surrounding that setup with the Sundays and a little souvenir of a terrible year. Why would you want a souvenir from a terrible year? I don't know. 2020? Uh, yeah, 2020. The dumpster fire of a year. Who wants a souvenir from this year? I guess for our face masks. Who knows? Our PPE. We'll have it, you know, enshrined in some sort of shadow box on our wall. Where were you, Grandpa, in 2020? Why am I using that voice? I've already got kids that are 20 years old that are my grandkids, and they're going, hey, Papa Styles, give me some money. They don't talk like that. They're, hey, what am I doing? I'm, I'm stuck in cartoon land. Oh, my God. Before that, Molly Tuttle is her name. She has made a living out of being a remarkably talented guitarist, but also doing really inspired covers. And that one, one from the Rolling Stones, from their brief and nowhere near as successful as some others, psychedelic period, she comes in colors. For some reason, that song has really become the It song. I've heard it behind uh, commercials as a commercial bed here recently, and it just has come back into vogue, possibly because of the Me Too movement. I'm not sure. But Molly Tuttle, she comes in colors. Started off with the Rolling Stones, 1974. Just a toss-off that they did, Dobie Gray's Drift Away. And if that's a toss-off, you're pretty strong in the music world because there wasn't a whole lot wrong with that. All right, we're going to continue with Rockyology today with the Yonder Mountain String Band. This one is dedicated to the memory of Jeff Austin, um, one of the guys that began the founding member of that band. And this is the remaining band members saying that they wish that Jeff was still with them. He was a really good guy. Had a chance to meet him, interview him a couple of times. He loved the music. He loved the fans. Did you make 
Bolero back there on the keys. Adam, Allie. All together, we're Blake Floyd. We love you. Good night.
Bill Katz, play clean as country water. pickers in Nashville And they can pick more notes than the number of ants on a Tennessee anthill Yeah, there's 1,352 guitar cases in Nashville And anyone that unpacks a guitar can play twice as better than I will Yes, I was just 13 You might say it was a musical proverbial knee-high When I heard a couple new sounding tunes on the tubes and they blasted me sky-high and the record man said, everyone, it's a yellow sun record from Nashville. And up north, there ain't nobody buys them. And I said, but I will. And it was Nashville cats, play clean as country water. Anybody out there looking for the next Charlie Pride, look no further than Tony Jackson, a young African-American man out of Alabama who was discovered early, he's still very young, and knocking it out of the ballpark with truly traditional-sounding country music. He's got Vince Gill and John Sebastian of The Love and Spoonful, the guy that pinned that tune, Nashville Cats, many, many years ago. I think you really like the, the genuine, honest sound that he has. Sounds like old school country. Uh, Good-looking young guy. I guess Hootie uh, has some competition out there now yeah. to be the next Charlie Pride. And that's good. Competition is good for America. Before that, you heard the Traveling Wilburys. There's only a couple of Wilburys left alive. Jeff Lynn and Bob Dylan. Who would have put their money on Bob Dylan being the last surviving member? But Tom Petty's gone. George Harrison's gone. Of course, Roy Orbison's gone. Whenever the Wilburys did a Roy Orbison vocal tune where he took the lead, it just immediately sounded like a Roy Orbison song. How could it not, with the exception 
that most Roy Orbison songs lasted under three minutes during his heyday. That one stretches out for about seven. It was a single off that first Traveling Wilburys album back in 1988. Radio didn't know what to do with it. They didn't know what to do with that band anyway. A super band of some of the biggest names in music, they didn't know where to play it. It didn't really fit in anywhere. I mean, get a seven-minute single, what are you going to do with it? Well, it gets played in Rockyology, you know, 25, 30 years later. That's what happens. And not alone anymore. And started off with Yonder Mountain String Band and their homage to their founding member, Jeff Austin, Wish You Were Here. And when they played sometimes entire albums of bluegrass-centric Pink Floyd covers, they called themselves Plink Floyd. See what they did there? All right. So Rockyology with Nuga's own Jeff Styles digging into deeper cuts, demos, rarities, alternative takes, B-sides from classic rock albums, the live stuff, and the occasional tapping into the richest veins of new music as well. Other than the Molly Tuttle today, really not a lot of new stuff. We're going to go to something that is really near and dear to my heart, Patti Smith. Patti Smith is one of those acquired tastes that I continually tell you. I'm not going to try to beat you into liking something you're not going to like by saying, ooh, music snobs like this. If you're really into music, you must like this. This is a very accessible song from the queen of punk, Patti Smith, called Dancing Barefoot, followed by possibly the most popular song I have played yet on Rockyology. It got plenty of radio airplay. It still gets kind of lost in the shuffle of Stevie Wonder's greatest hits, but I just love this song, Golden Lady. And it's going to lead its way into a little outtake from the We Are the World recording sessions. You've got all of these musicians in there, and they're getting ready to do their one line, their three words, whatever they got. you got Bono, Springsteen, Dylan. You've got, I mean, Diana Ross, Michael Jackson. You've got, I mean, Smokey Robinson. You've got all these people in there. And in this particular thing, they just, right in the middle of the session, I think it was Al Jarreau, when Harry Belafonte walked into the room. Harry Belafonte, he started doing the banana song, and the crowd joined in for this little moment. And I'm just going to give you a snippet of it, but check out the line toward the end. And it's Stevie Wonder singing... If you stay too late, either me or Ray are going to have to give you a drive home. Referring, of course, to Ray Charles. You just have to listen for it.
never known before I'll leave it up to you to show it And golden lady, golden lady I'd like to go
And you, you might wonder to yourself, I mean, why does Harry Belafonte get that kind of love and respect from that group of musicians, one of the most incredible grouping of musicians ever put together in one place? Well, don't ask yourself that question. Performers know who the seminal artists are. Perfect example, Neil Diamond was in that crowd. I remember watching The Last Waltz with my wife, and she had never seen it before, and she was surprised that Neil Diamond was the first artist with all of these incredible rock musicians from Eric Clapton to whoever's going to come out and Neil Young during the last waltz. And why Neil Diamond? I go, baby, do you not understand how cool Neil Diamond was back in those days? He was respected. He was, he was above all else. And if you don't understand that, then get you some Neil Diamond. You don't think Neil's hip? Get you some Neil Diamond right here. Rugged the road. I suppose you wanna know how I muscle the load and explode about the gate like I'm breaking the mold. My hunger only grows beneath the bright light, so you better be prepared. Hands up, round one, fight. And she come and, and I run just like the wind. With Since the Lord gave me wings, yeah. soar above the traffic The sound of victory helps lead me through this static I miss the struggle, had a hustle just to have it okay. I'm battle ready as I tell up in my tactics The shoes hurt to walk in, failure ain't an option uh. Got to keep it moving although my dogs is barking Yeah, find me at the finish line and it won't be long And when I win it all, sing you can help me sing my theme song Sing a song of songs Sing it out Can keep me from success. 
Thank you so much for listening to this radio station, this radio show today. Going to leave you today with The Cure. The song is called One More Time. It is dedicated and directed to a parent that is leaving this mortal coil and the child just saying, lift me up to the sky one more time. It's heartbreaking.
Fred podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors, Kelly Subaru, Safe, Frugal, and Green, Riverfront at MLK and at kellysubaru.com, Dr. Brett Moldenhauer, Institute for Acupuncture and Wellness, and North Spring Cryotherapy, northspring.com. We're going to leave you on one today that just is a, just a generally good song about a good day and a good feeling using not-so-good language for mixed company and conversation in general after church at the old uh, meeting on the grounds with potluck-covered dishes and stuff. Probably ought not be using the phrase, but the sentiment is there from the eels. Thank you for listening to Rockyology. Right, it's a beautiful day. Uh-huh.
Goddamn right, it's a beautiful day. Oh, goddamn right, it's a beautiful day.